Phoenix Overlook Pop Culture. Uh, sorry about that. Um, we've been enjoying the holiday season, um, but this is episode 98, uh, start of the new year. And sometimes the new year doesn't always start off right for um, some people. Um, Stephen Kelly, his his mom, is her residence was in Pacific, Missouri, and it was among the eastern part of Missouri, the towns there that and cities that kind of got flooded due to some of the recent weather that had happened. Um, Think, think the great flood of 93, but for a brief moment, except uh, it's still just enough to damage homes, belongings, and everything else. Um, he started a GoFundMe crowdfunding initiative to raise enough money to help her replace her things and move her closer to the Kansas City area, closer to some family, um, including him. Um, and we'll include that link in the show notes if you want to help out a little bit. Um, if not, feel free to spread that link as far as you can. Um, but I'll go ahead and give it out now as well. GoFundMe.com slash 87HAM7EC. That was, that was relatively easy. Um, oh, only characters or so. Yep, 87 ham 7 ec so that's 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 pretty good um you know it's and and um ho- hopefully hopefully it's enough to get her eventually moved cuz you know her she's in a shelter at the moment and and she has a pet that's at a vet's office nowhere else to go at the moment and yes she she's retired but um her some people call it a fixed income i refer to it as pretty much a static income it's limited basically and that's not going to be nearly enough to get her out of there and and stephen kelly um he doesn't have the resources to plop down a chunk of money all at once to do that. Um, some some friends have already helped out. I intend to help out when I when I get paid next week. But um, other than that, uh, we'll move right along because uh, the 2016 is already starting out to be ra- rather interesting, which will probably get to in future episodes. Um, uh, spoiler alert, kind of hint, um, it's one of those things in current events that makes me want to just scream at all sides of a particular debate because they're all acting like idiots, but I'll leave that there for the moment. Because <laughs> um, 2015... Um, for me personally, saw quite a bit of transition. I was living in a small town um, and frankly in a relationship that wasn't healthy for either myself or the other person. So I moved back up here 
I eventually switched back to cable-based internet charter and everything else. Um, and Shaggy graduated, got got a job, uh, moved to Columbia, which is kind of a more metropolitan environment than Warrensburg, but... I, f- I feel like it's where the city meets the country. <laughs> because, like, just... I can go up the roadways, and there's a uh, Orschlin. So, I, if I wanted to buy feed or something, or uh, right. f- uh, rent some farm equipment, they got some smaller stuff there, um, gardening, and then I can go to the west side of town towards Kansas City, and there's a BMW dealership, there's a Mercedes dealership. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a mix of everything in Columbia. It's not. It's not just metropolitan. It's just it's a wide array of all kinds of weird stuff. It's weird. And I like it. <laughs> um, doesn't MU have a? Uh, do they have an agricultural department? Yeah, um, they have, it's a very big agricultural department. Um, a lot of ag students from when I was in high school, I knew they they were looking at MU as one of the options. Um, I think Springfield's program is a little better than MU's because MU is kind of a bigger school and they focus on more than just agriculture. Right. They do have a decent program from what I've heard. And I apologize for momentary yawning and everything else. I have not been to bed yet. (laughs) Um, But um, let's see. You know, I, 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 I gave up a bunch of stuff Gained a bunch of stuff back. <laughs> um, I still have that Raspberry Pi, which, which we all know about the five dollar Pi that was released not so long ago. Uh, and it's just been um, an interesting year. <laughs> yeah, it is in many senses. Um. Um. The the end of, of the year was a uh, saw a tragedy in the free and open source software space. Though um, Ian Murdoch is no longer with us, um, nobody really knows exactly what happened. Whether he was truly brutalized by police or he was simply, for whatever le- reason, losing his mind. Nobody knows. Um, what we do know is that he started a distribution called Debian and he went on to work for several companies and do quite well. Um, he, um, from what little I've looked at, his family has requested, you know, privacy. So, you know, nobody's going to know anything probably for quite some time. Um, it's just the nature of it all. And so uh, I wouldn't be surprised about details coming out later down the road, but um, for now it's just speculation. And I'd rather not speculate at this point. It's it, 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 it's it sucks that he's gone. Um, were it not for Debian, we wouldn't have Ubuntu. 
or Ubuntu, we wouldn't have Linux Mint. There wouldn't be um, SteamOS. We wouldn't have uh, many other things that are based off of Debian. Um, the Raspberry Pi Foundation, their, their primary distribution, uh, Raspbian, is based on Debian. So, yeah, if the implications of that not happening would, like, our entire future would be completely different. <laughs> in, in terms of the tech world, I'm not sure how far reaching that would be, but it would be pretty widespread, I'd, I'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, there have been it. He contributed a lot, and and uh, you know my my heart goes out to his family. Um, I just hope they're doing all right. But um, it's just it's just you know certain sh- shocking things, you know, shocking tragedies, um, and a lot of bit of emotion surrounding them. Um, you know, we've seen these stories throughout the, throughout the, throughout last year. Um, it's <laughs> been rather, rather unique to say the least. Um, we also saw a couple of heroes fall too, or a couple of celebrities, you know, treated as heroes in the past kind of fall too, um, from Jared Folkle to now, you know, Bill Cosby kind of just... You know, even even if Cosby's you know, even if Cosby's acquitted, uh, his any career he was attempting to have at the moment is pretty much over. Well, I don't think I don't think he's done much of anything in the last five years, decade, probably. Um, his real big thing was he started out in stand-up and then eventually winded up on a sitcom. And that, that's, I think that's probably what uh, was his springboard into popularity. And right. There's a great circling the whole, cir- circling, circling, circling the whole situation with him being possibly acquitted and uh, the whole trials and everything about his personality and then his TV personality. Oh yeah, and because like there there were plans for him making somewhat of a comeback, and it pretty much got ruined. Um, so, um, you know, it's just and then there was Jared Fogel and all the jokes about footlongs. <laughs> And and it's just like, oh man, it's just, and and that's why I'm getting to the point where I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe we shouldn't be putting people on pedestals in the first place. But you know, it, it took me this many years to realize this or start <laughs> realizing that. So, but. You know, it, it it wasn't all bad. Um, you know, we we all we you know, gay marriage was recognized by the Supreme Court. Um, you know, we had the return of Star Wars um, that 
broke some box office records for the first time in over 30 years. The Kansas City Royals won the World Series. Um, they, you know, back they made it to two series in a row. That's pretty impressive. We, you know, and and you got to tour uh, System 76's uh, headquarters. Um, you won yeah. your super fan contest. Uh, a meme. Close to a couple months ago now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it was, that was pretty fun. I'd do it again on the heartbeat. And, and because of that, I'm now starting to think about, you know, seeing what I can budget for from over there at the moment. Um, just keeping an eye on what they have available. Uh, it's been very interesting. Um, you know, we've, you know, water on Mars, the possible. We, we've you know enough proof that show that there's possibility of liquid water on Mars. That chip computer being sold for eight dollars, the Raspberry Pi Foundation one-upping them by releasing the Pi Zero for five dollars. <laughs> I think from one of the related magazines there was a Pi Zero for free along with it. The Magpie, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. That's how I found out about it on Google Plus was from that uh, group, from the Raspberry Pi Foundation sharing the Magpie's post. Oh, yeah. And so, um, AMD and NVIDIA kind of doing their thing with video cards. Oh. We'll be right back. Oh, you're back. No, I was just yelling at my dogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have AMD Fury X, NVIDIA Maxwell second generation. Of course, you know, of course we, 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 we had some missteps. Me buying uh, buying this little thing, um, ZTE device for mobile hotspot, through straight talk it was gsm it's gsm based only problem is it barely functioned (laughs) turns out there's nothing wrong with the device it's the intermediary providing the service data service that's messing up on their end and it's something that from what i've researched straight talk cannot fit that company there's nothing they can do. It's out of their hands. The only way it can, you can possibly have it, have all your websites working besides uh, Google webs, google.com is if you change the MTU size to a lower size than 1500, which most people aren't going to, you know, only power users are going to do that, and that's going to affect other services like FTP because the packet size is smaller. Um, or, or somehow, some way, find a way to disable LTE on this thing, and then it'll work. Um, it's just, it, you know, the pricing of their data plans was tempting, but. If I can't 
access a site without hitting refresh 20 times, then we've got a problem. So sounds like a poorly executed um, marketing slash uh, device sale. Because, because, like from what I've looked at, it's 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 technically it's not the it's not on the end of the device. The device is doing what's supposed to be doing. It's um, an intermediary. Yeah, yeah, an intermediary is what um, basically provides data access. They use AT and T's towers, obviously. But you're, but you know, straight talks turning around buying, you know, allotments of data from this intermediary company, who for whatever reason has some network settings somewhere that's just messed up. I'd say there's probably a combination of uh, bandwidth limitation and just some errors. <laughs> Sounds like it wasn't set up properly. No. If if it's a third party intermediary, intermediary, I mean, to me that doesn't sound like such a good idea in the first place, unless unless you're wanting some sort of security between you and the primary provider. Um, it's just going to complicate things for no reason, and it's probably a combination of businesses working together to try to provide a service at a lower cost, which is what Straight Talk's goal is along with the intermediary trying to gain an extra penny in right being the middleman. Cause like, um, if, if I had gotten the CDMA based hotspot, chances are it probably would have worked a lot better at only three G speeds. I could have gotten the, well, red map version of this, which basically would have piggybacked off of Verizon's towers instead and it probably would have worked just fine. It's just this full-blown GSM-based, when it hits LTE, bam, you're screwed uh, for the most part. And it's it, it got so aggravating, I quit using it. Um, basically, if I tried using it again, I would probably go through the fo- hassle of the phone calls and everything else and say, look... I don't care about LTE at this moment. Um, is there a way you can send an update to this device to disable it? Because if it's disabled, yeah, I, it'll be a lower speed, I understand, but at least everything will actually load. Yeah, you won't suffer from the connection loss. Um, I'm an A, you said it piggybacks off of AT&T towers, correct? Yeah. As a customer, I haven't honestly had any issues, but um, the interaction is with the primary provider. I don't think there's any middleman per se involved unless I'm hopping to some other uh, tower through roaming, which I'm hardly ever roaming. But I have noticed on occasion when I'm on LTE that my service will just die. It doesn't happen very often, but when it does, I have to try and refresh a page, refresh a page, refresh a page. Eventually, it finally gets a request through, and then it's functioning fine. Why? I don't know. It might be an AT&T system, and that might be something related to what's going on with your hotspot. But <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to say. 
because from what I research, it's nothing that ZTE themselves can do about it. Um, high up technicians and straight talk or whatever, they they claim there's nothing they can do about it. It's nothing they can actually fix. But it's um, it was a bad investment, but I you know live and I learn. Um, if I were to get an Honestly, I'm debating about leaving straight talk and going with Verizon at some point um, because where I visit, I'll likely have coverage and I miss having a hotspot in the first place. Then I, I, I'm, I really want a Note 5 anyway, but um, we'll leave. <laughs> but, um, but... I li- I like the return of Star Wars. Um, I don't like the the debate that's going back and forth regarding the Second Amendment because everybody's too emotionally driven on it. Which is also, by the way, why I'm irritated about what's going on on the West Coast at the moment. Talking about the situation in Oregon. Yes. I, I'm I'm sorry. I failed to see how it's an actual attack on an entire state when people, even with firearms, are occupying a building that was long ago abandoned and was left unlocked. I'm sorry. That's a sign of bureaucratic waste in the first place, just leaving the building there instead of just having it knocked down. Um yeah, they can make the excuse that, well, it's in case a traveler gets lost in a snowstorm. Um, out in the middle of nowhere? Come on. Um, no weirder things have happened out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I don't think we have to try to prove that one. <laughs> and, 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 and by the way, th- those who are who follow in certain circles, um, the... Stuart Rhodes, um, he, he's basically the face of the Oath Keepers. They do not officially sanction or support what's going on at the moment based on the fact that the members of the Hammond family do not want their help. They voluntarily turn themselves in to, to authorities. So... Um, if you don't want somebody's help, you don't force your help upon them. Um, but that's all <laughs> say on that one. Uh, that, that, that was a giant mess to start off the year, but, but it wasn't all, it wasn't all horrible. Um, we had, we had political correctness, the exact opposite, uh, Donald, there shall be hell to pay Trump <laughs> to get it to pay. Um, and, you know, there's backlash on that happening on that too, in my view. Um, but frankly, I'm still surprised that he's even in the presidential race. Right um. I'm waiting for him to just drop out and suddenly magical book deal happening afterwards. Uh, but, um, president. <laughs> right. 
but I will say one of my one of my more favorite episodes was when Curtis and I were talking about you know Curtis was talking about war gaming, um, you know, where you take the models out and paint them and create the scenery and you know whole storylines involved. And creating landscapes that that sounded like fun and and the way the way way he talked about it you know i it, it's something that multiple generations can enjoy together, which is actually pretty nifty that that's that was you know one of my favorite episodes to do um but you gaming wise had some favorite games as well yeah and i put them in order because based on my feelings about them um i i decided to pick out of all the games that have come out the last year and then i picked five games my top five games for 2015 and there's only one on this list that I haven't actually played, but I do want to play. Uh, I'm basing this off of kind of like what I've read, what I've heard, and then my own experience from playing the games. Uh, and the order is not necessarily in terms of the quality of the game, because I think they're all really good quality games, but it's more of how they were executed, the overall style of the game and everything. So anyway... Here's, here's the five games that I decided to pick. Um, Life is Strange, Batman Arkham Knight, which finalized the Arkham Trilogy. I'm not including Batman Arkham Origins because that game was trash. The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, Fallout 4, and then Star Wars Battlefront. Um, you, ma- you mentioned back the Batman, the one of the Batmans being a garbage game. Was it because he couldn't jump? <laughs> no, uh, he was able to jump in all the games. It was it was done by a different developer, and they took a different spin on the series. The first two in the series, Arkham Asylum and Arkham uh, City, were done by Rocksteady, and then Arkham Origins, which took place before the original two ga- original two games, uh, was done by a different developer, and I forgot who at the moment, but it was. It was just not as good as the other two in terms of story, and then some of the things that led up to the uh, plot that starts the first game uh, just didn't quite make sense. Because <laughs> one of those games I had heard that, like, okay, you run to a ledge in a designated area, he'll jump to the next part, but you can't jump in the air at will. And a friend of mine kept basically complaining about it, and and, and people were just, you know, counter trolling him and he trolled right back you know Mario's a fat plumber and yet Italian plumber yet he can jump <laughs> that sort of uh, I don't I don't remember if even if there is a jump mechanic I, I always used too many gadgets <laughs> if it's a Batman game you can't not have gadgets <laughs> so I mean even if there wasn't the ability to jump there's always a way to circumvent that so in terms of gameplay it was all of them were very 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 good and origins introduced some new new things that still kept it fun i mean it was still a fun game to play it's just 
in terms of the overall style and the flow of the plot. It just didn't match up with the first two games, and it just kind of screwed things up. Oh, wow. <laughs> so Life is Strange. Tell us more about that one. Uh, the, this, I picked this game because I absolutely love this game, and it's a different... It's a different take on video gaming in general. It's, um, it's developed by Square Enix, so um, it's a really iconic developer. Uh, it's, it's a game that's split up into episodes, kind of like what would be a season for um, a TV series. You have episode one through five for this game, and it it's entirely story driven. There's not much action to it. There's some puzzle parts that make you kind of solve this puzzle or whatnot. And it's primary focus is decision-making and every decision that you make has an effect on the rest of the story. And it ends up leading into this giant snowball of cataclysmic events based on your decisions. It kind of flutters on the uh, butterfly effect. They used Flutter on purpose, yes. That was kind of a sort of an attempt at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I thought it was a very interesting, and honestly, it was one of the most emotionally engaging video games I had played in a long time. So I thought it was really good, and that's why it deserved the top place on my list. That's why I said it first. Um, it, well, we know about Fallout 4. I've you know heard of Star Wars Battlefront, but what's your... Wild three, Wild Hunt. You haven't played yet. You said it's because you read so many good things about it. Yes, it's it's a similar style to like Fallout Four and Skyrim and, um, and other games of the RPG genre that are open world. Lets you kind of do whatever. Even Batman: Arkham Knight falls into the open world kind of scenario. Except Arkham Knight's not so much of an RPG as it is an action adventure game. Um, it follows the story of uh, Gerald, who's a witch hunter, and um, basically, I, th- I can't remember the timeline between this and the previous game. It's actually an adaptation from a book series. Uh, a friend of mine had actually read the books, and crazy, crazy, crazy stuff happens in it. So, between hearing about what happens in the books and then how well they adapted that to a video game series, which this is the third one in the the series. I think the Witcher, the first one came out in 2008. Don't quote me on that. And then the Witcher two came out, I think 2010. I have both of those and I played a little bit of the first one. I just can't, uh, the controls were a little bit funky. (laughs) But in terms of story progression and the amount of story content, it's supposed to be very, very good. And from almost all of the video gaming sites I've read and from bunches of friends that I've talked to, it's, it's up there. <laughs> so I had to throw it on the list. And Star Wars Battlefront, I've heard of it, but... Um, what type of game is it? Uh, take the Star Wars look and feel and universe and plaster that on Battlefield 3. <laughs> or Battlefield 3 or Battlefield 4 multiplayer. 
Okay. There's no story to it. There's no campaign, nothing like that. From like from the original Star Wars Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront Two, from like a decade ago, and it's. The thing I liked about it was that it it really does a very good job of dropping you into this universe and making you feel like you're inside Star Wars, like you are a stormtrooper, and all of these things are happening. Like you can you can take uh, participate in the battles on Hoth, uh, the Battle of Jakku, which takes place before uh, a Force Awakens or the Force Awakens. Um, you can also take go in to drop yourself into the Battle of Endor. Um, let's see. There's there's a couple other things in there, but it also gives you the opportunity to pilot snow speeders, um, AT-ATs, ATSTs. Um, it's it's a very, very, very fun game, but there's there is no story to it, which is the unfortunate part. But it's in terms of gameplay, it's very unique and very, very fun. I did. I did thoroughly enjoy it. I'm gonna have to buy it eventually. I got to play the beta for a while. Um, I will just include one game in the category of one of the most messed up things I've ever seen. Um, um, my 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 good old sister gifted it to me on Steam. As, and it's called Do You Still Shower With Your Dad? It's in the style of 8-bit-ish. <laughs> You're basically a naked little kid running around matching up with the right dad as they're taking sh- a shower. It, it's It's messed up. And oh, that is, that is a little weird. Wow! And, and right before each stage, you have dads giving you know weird, horrible puns and jokes. It's just like dad jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the funny part is when you go into the settings and you and one of those settings is nudity, you think, "Oh, I can turn that off." Um, no, it's variations of you know basically have it turned on. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, or, or and I think hell yes or something like that. Um. <laughs> um you can show parti- let it show particular reproductive organs. Um, I'll leave it at that. Um, sh- allow puddles to appear, as in puddles of water. <laughs> that if you run over them, you will s- start sliding around <laughs> the, f- the bathroom floor, shower floor. <laughs> it- it- it's just like, wow, what? Oh, my, my my sister likes pull, playing jokes like that on me. Um, but yeah, it's just like, what in the world? Oh. But no, no matter which team you choose, you have to match the kid up to the dad in terms of color and all that good stuff. 
So, um, yeah, that, 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 that was disturbing. Um, <laughs> this, uh, that, but, um, you, you posted a Kotaku link and two of the games you mentioned were on their list of top games too. Life is Strange. Uh, Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid 4, 5 was mentioned. I would have thrown that in there too if uh, I had expanded. I debated on expanding my list to 10, but I don't think I would have actually filled the rest of it because of all, there's a lot of games that have been released last year and then that are going to be released this year that are... Oh, uh, I mean, one of the ones that they included on the list, which I haven't played it yet, and I played some of the Assassin's Creed series, but I feel like Ubisoft has just kind of given up on trying to make something new because they took they took the Far Cry franchise and then they're stretching it out really thin. <laughs> Assassin's Creed is already way too thin. They started out in 2008 and they've released at least one game every year, so that's a minimum of seven games. Plus, you've had a couple of uh, mobile adaptations, um, handheld video games for like the DS and uh, Game Boy Advance and stuff like that. And it's just, ugh, why? <laughs> just, no, just stop. Ubisoft, finish the series. It's a, it's a good series. Don't get me wrong. It's just that they're stretching out so thin just so they can squeeze so much more money out of people. Just like EA. I'll step off of my soapbox. Um, <laughs> yeah, a lot, of that, a lot of that's frustrating, and, and it's not just the whole mobile segment where where some people may have an issue. It's uh, you know, it's you know, Kojima was you know treated horribly by Konami in the end, not even allowed to go travel to pick up his own award. Which I found horrible, and didn't make any sense. But the treatment that he got from Konami was just absolutely ridiculous. And I mean, I guess we could probably talk about this again with uh, Curtis because I know he has pretty strong feelings about Konami, and I would honestly love to hear him. But it was just—it's utterly horrible how they're treated. Everybody, every big gaming uh, journalism site out on the internet has said something in a negative effect to Konami. <laughs> so if every gaming site out there and pretty much all of the gamer population or gaming population is thinking what you did was crappy, it's probably really bad. <laughs> so. Oh, Yeah. But um, but you know this last year was better for video games than the year before, and and I've I've kind of noticed, like I said, the, the certain 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 overzealous quote activist type. There, there's now a backlash against that because people are getting tired of having their whole lives politicized. They just want to enjoy their favorite hobby and be left alone and not bothered. But, um, 
but also noticing, you know, buffoonery running for the Oval Office and the. But, um, you know, you know, like I said, 2015 is kind of a transition to this year, and this year I see as a year of opportunity for a lot of people, for many reasons. Uh, they just got to know where to look. But um, I think it's, you know, kind of a humble episode. Um, I think we're at a point where we can, you know, wrap things up a little bit. And, you know, keep keep some of the stuff we've set, talked about in mind because, you know, th- those are definitely um, – there's definitely future episodes based on some of the stuff that we mentioned. <laughs> Um, I mean, for a couple of things that we can just throw out there right now, um, we did a podcast a while back about the announcement of Fallout 4 and Bethesda's first um, first ever uh, E3 appearance. And so now that Fallout 4 has come out, and then I know Curtis has put some time into it, and I've put at least 90 hours. My Steam account says otherwise because I accidentally run, left it running for 48 hours. <laughs> oh, whoops. Um, but, uh, so I'm going to have to give my two cents on why I feel the way that I do and why it wasn't my top pick for games of 2015. Then we can also in more depth about Star Wars and our feelings on it. Maybe a spoiler-free review, maybe not, since most people have probably already seen it by now. (laughs) So, there's that, and then there's all kinds of other topics we can talk about in the future. And and how much is Fallout 4 again? Uh, It's still $60 at the moment. It was on sale for uh, 17 or 20% off. Like oh, forty five bucks, fifty bucks, I think. Wow, that's what I get for procrastinating. But that's all right. <laughs> do Do they have any any mods for it at the moment? Or oh yeah, there's all kinds of mods for it. I figured we can probably just do a Fallout Four themed episode because they brought. I don't know. I think we mentioned this before. If not, I've mentioned it, or Stephen Kelly might have even mentioned it. Uh, there's a mod that's out for Skyrim that was out a while ago that turns all of the dragons in Skyrim into Macho Man Randy Savage. And I'm not sure if this is the same guy, but they turned Death Claws into Macho Man Randy Savage. And Thomas the Tank Engine, which is a similar mod from uh, Skyrim that turned the dragons into Thomas the Tank Engine. I already saw one article on it today, and I saw another article on the Macho Man Randy Savage, and it's it's great. <laughs> oh. But anyway, um, uh, entertain yourself, educate yourself, empower yourself. I'm Thomas. And I'm Shaggy. And we'll see you next time. See you guys later. <laughs>